Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I am your hostess, the hostess with the mostess, <laughs> Nicole DeVincentis, aka FigureChick911. If you're up on different social mediums, that's on Instagram at FigureChick911 and YouTube as well, FigureChick911. So we've got an awesome podcast for you today. This is just something that's going to freaking blow all the other podcasts straight out of the water. This is a life skill that's going to help you both in the personal and professional sector. And it's the concept of the importance of commanding your emotionality. What the hell does that mean? All right. So this is what we know. We know that as human beings, all right, a little bit of back information here. We're human beings. We're not human doings. And human beings are gifted with emotions. It's, it's literally part of our biology. Okay. How many times though, think about this, have you either made a decision when your emotions were super, super high, okay, maybe it was, you know, all of a sudden you felt the pressure to buy something and you ended up spending a lot, a lot of money, or you got into some sort of a verbal altercation (laughs) or a, a situation that had a high degree of emotion in it and you just said whatever it was that came to your mind. No filter. How well did the situation pan out after that? Did it help you or did it hinder you? And I'm not talking like, were you able to move past conflict and you figured out how to do conflict resolution? I'm talking about like in the heat of the moment, if you said something and as the words were coming out of your mouth, you were like, I can't take them back. I already hurt somebody else's feelings. Or if you're used to, you know, rise how you respond to a situation, how does that pan out in your relationships, right? So all these different things when it comes to emotionality, When you are going and growing, this is going to be a skill. It's called commanding your emotionality. It's not controlling your emotionality. It's commanding. This is what you need to know. When you respond to a situation, whatever it is, whether it's when you're texting, whether it's um, what you're saying, what you're writing, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're acting, All of these things, believe it or not, they're actually choices. And sometimes just that statement in and of itself can be a gigantic, that's a hard pill to swallow that, or you may even feel like I don't have a choice. This is how it is. This is how I am. This podcast is all about growth. It's about personal growth. As you're walking through different seasons of your life, you're on, you know, your different places of your life, personal and professional. And as you grow, you typically like grow in age, you typically acquire more responsibility. And when you have more people for whom you're responsible, you actually lose a lot of your rights <laughs> to be you know, just, I guess, I don't know if immature is the right word, but you're responsible for navigating the ship. And picture this like a business, okay? So you have the guy or girl who founded a business, you know, how many things, could you imagine like all the little fires that they have to try to put out to just with people who, you know, sit around the water cooler and just talk trash about this and about that and you still whatever's going on in their lives emotionally you still are responsible for moving the the business forward and making certain decisions to move things forward 
much like if you're working in a capacity of let's say an emergency worker whether it's first respondership you worked in an ER like I did Somebody has to be in charge of what's a very highly emotionally charged situation. Like if somebody were to come into the ER, uh, whatever, they've got, you know, bullet holes in them or they have a heart attack or what, you know, even like worst case scenario, like when we have babies who are in cardiac arrest, I mean, let's face it, those are extreme cases. But could you imagine if the doctors and the nurses who were supposed to be taking care of those people had emotional breakdowns and started crying all over the place. No one would be able to fix them, right? And so you think like, well, maybe they're just made of different juice. And you know what? Maybe we are wired a little bit differently from the get-go, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to place something on the table for you, and it's this. Strong people are not born. Strong people are made through training, whether the training comes through your life experiences or you have placed yourself in a training environment on purpose to learn how to do or or become something different, much like you see this with like the military, right? They come in, they have kind of like this little brainwashing situation and then they rebuild them into these people who are, their job is to protect our country, even if it means killing an enemy, okay? And so if you could just for a second, just put this on and remember that every single situation and event in your life is actually a training ground and you are the person in that training ground and you have to make that distinction between am I letting this happen to me or am I going to be a learner in it? And once I learn what happens in this situation, what am I going to do with that information? How am I going to apply it? Okay, you are always in the driver's seat when it comes to how you behave, how you act, how you react. And it's making a, a, a jump or a step over from being an individual who reacts to a situation versus one who responds to a situation. A lot of the examples that I use are going to be using examples of individuals who work in emergency situations because it's both. We have been trained how to operate under high levels of stress. Okay, and how to, you know, filter through and not get caught up, you know, in different things. Same thing with salespeople. Like you, you just learn what to, what to spend your time, you know, getting involved in or not. You, you're, you're always focused on what your end goal is. You know, for an emergency worker, our end goal is not just preservation of life. You know, when you're a healthcare professional, like your, your goal is improvement of that state of that person. And that also includes care of the families. So you don't have time to get caught up in the day to day because you're so in tune with what you're, what you're there to do. And it's the same thing when you're setting goals is that as you have your, your sights fixated on any goal, no matter how big or, you know, giant this particular goal is, whether it's having a wonderful relationship, whether you are, Um, coming up out of a terrible financial situation, 
you are taking on health and fitness, you are looking to increase your responsibilities at work and you're, you're putting yourself out there for promotion or something like that, you, you, have to, you, you have to grow up a lot, but it's remembering that you are always 100% in the driver's seat when it comes to how you choose to respond. And once you start to own the fact that you have a choice on how you choose to respond, you are in a whole new dimension. And it's a fantastic dimension because you get to choose whether or not something is going to suck up your energy or are you going to stand, you know, with firm posture and remain committed to your goal. So it's increasing your level of focus. Now, here's what you need to know, okay? So here's a little bit of physiology that's going to give some, some background cushion to, to why people do the things that they do, all right? So feelings, let's talk about feelings, nothing more than feelings. <laughs> I told you, there's nothing but like songs and show tunes which go through my head like 24-7. But when you're thinking about feelings, feelings actually have a basis in human physiology, All right, so you've got like your brain, your nervous system, and then you have tied into it. So like the nervous system controls everything about your body. It obviously controls like your heart rate. It controls your ability to think and talk. It controls your ability to move and, you know, partially you're going to sleep. Like it's it's the king. Like it, it controls everything in your body. Well, built into that, like as a little connection are things which start, which are involved with your feelings. Now, one of these things is something called your limbic system. And your limbic system is a pretty high, um, I don't want to call it an emotional center, but your limbic system is involved in high emotion. And typically when you haven't learned, here's the thing, the discipline on how to command your emotionality. And we see this in families. I'm going to put this out there because this applies to mine for sure. Italian families who are very, very loud and there's no such thing as like whisper. Everything is either very, very loud or like ridiculously loud. And if you're not getting your way, the tradition is that you actually talk louder and stomp over people and it becomes this gigantic it's an argument, but we call it a discussion because I think everyone gets embarrassed by it, but it tends to become part of your tradition and part of your habits that when things go wrong, you just get louder to try to dominate somebody. Okay. And that becomes a habit. But when you're actually in a true like life or death situation, you actually have to get quieter. And that's a choice. That's a huge distinction as to whether you're going to continue to feed that fire, you know, that's put out by your limbic system. It's, it's, you know, started in your physiology, but it's a choice that you make to actually be quieter. Can you feel the difference there? So it's learning how to do that. And if you're around people who don't do that, your, your growth is going to be so slow because you're not, you're, you're going to be surrounded by the wrong, the wrong example, the wrong type of training. You've got to surround yourself by individuals who have that strength of character and that command of emotionality, right? You always become your, your social orbit. So that becomes, you know, a training ground for you much like when you are all up in your feels all the time 
and maybe everything affects you so deeply at the level of your heart and you're always crying like about everything. It's not that having feelings is wrong. It's not that you have that gentle sensitivity about you. It's that you haven't learned the discipline on how not to let it completely consume you. So it's, it's, it's recognizing where you are in this whole entire, you know, humanity part of yourself. And when you're looking to move to a new level, and this really comes down to your levels of personal leadership. How are you choosing to negotiate your way and realize that it's about self-governance? How am I going to do this? Is that you're, it's not becoming a robot. It's being more responsive to particular situations and not letting things derail you. You can view this in terms of energy, right? If you are in highly emotional situations all the time, you find like, oh my God, I just get so exhausted. You know what? You have the right then to decide whether or not this person, this issue, these groups of people are allowed to siphon my energy because I only get so much during the day. On the flip side, when you keep on reacting a certain way and you keep on getting the same results, after a while, you seriously have to look at yourself and say, is it me or is it them? But if it's the same thing all the time, over and over and over again, it's like the definition of insanity. If you keep on doing the same thing and getting the same results, that's insanity. You've got to do something different. And it would be a completely wrong expectation of you to expect other people to bend in your direction. Somebody has to be the leader when these these situations of very, very high emotionality and be not necessarily strong, but exemplify strength. To be like a a grounding post or a balancing post for people who are, you know, kind of like flapping in the wings back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's hard because you are a human being. This is why when you coach with me, it's hard for me to make a distinction between how I operate in like the world of health and fitness and how I operate more as a leadership coach, a life coach or whatever you want to call it. They're so tightly intertwined is that when you coach with me, we develop what's called like your power plan because there's certain things which are going to make you more vulnerable to just, you know, flying off the handle and reacting rather than responding. So one of those things is definitely how you eat, okay? Believe it or not, food has a major effect on your body, and you know this to be true because if you are somebody, let's say, who enjoys chocolate, you know that chocolate gives you that that kind of like being in love feeling, right? It makes like a feel-good food if, if that's what chocolate does for you. Well, food is a chemical. Like if you, this is so funny because you break everything down, it comes back to science on a high level, is that when you take that food inside, it reacts in your body. It starts getting broken down into like these different chemicals and the chemicals have then effects in your body. It causes all this different stuff. So we tend to see a lot of what we call emotional lability with individuals who have a lot of sugars in their diet, who have a lot of processed food in their diet, who have a lot of caffeine in their diet, and individuals who even do things like extreme dieting where where they don't have enough food inside of their diet. So what we do is we actually develop a nutritional plan, like an actual physical, tangible 
nutrition plan for you to help stabilize those mood swings because your mood totally follows your food. That's just how it works. The other thing is we put into place some things which help you stay in your power. Not because you have this thing, not because you want to be like this dominator and like crush everybody underneath you to get your way. But when you're looking to foster collaboration, cooperation, maintain that emotional stability, that strength in the in the face of whatever is going on so that you can respond rather than react. You know, the next thing is, is how much are you sleeping? Any person who's sleep deprived typically has a much harder time with maintaining that level of that commanding of the emotionality because now you're operating in freaking extreme fatigue and you're weary and everything is a problem. You either, you know, your, your fuse gets shorter, you have, you know, these emotional bursts stop because you're just, your body is screaming for some restoration and replenishment same thing with exercise is that there's times to do cardio there's times to do things like yoga and there's times to weight train all three of those cause different um, physical changes inside of your body and you can actually use them as guiding structures because they cause like the chemicals in your body to to eat to balance and to strengthen you so that you can remain you know, strong with a strong walk in your pathway and not be reactive to other people. Does that make sense? And so this really becomes such a strong life tool. I mean, here's a story for you. Okay, this one was shared with me by one of my coaches a number of years ago. And it really, really, really hits home. Okay, so picture this, there's a family and they are it's the morning time and they're all sitting down for a quick breakfast before everybody runs out the door so you've got the dad he's going to be running out the door on his way to work he's got a suit on he's going to just you know sit down you know have a quick have a quick you know bite and then he's out the door the kids are going to be off on the bus on their way to school the mom's running around doing whatever she's going to be doing and so the house during that morning time it's it's a busy place everyone's trying to get out the door well what happens is the daughter, there's a daughter and she sits down and she reaches for something on the table and she knocks over this glass of milk and the milk, you know how fast this happens. Like sometimes things just, the, the spill goes so quickly and the milk splashes over and it, it gets all over the dad, like all over his pants. And he stands up because he's, he's in his own world, actually. He's got, like, this big sales presentation that he's got to do. He was up, you know, half the night finishing the details on it. So he's, you know, stressed out. He's, he's overtired. And now he's dirty, and now he's going to be late. So now he stands up, and he yells at the kid. He's like, you do this every single day. Now I'm going to be late. So he stomps upstairs, right? And now the daughter starts crying. And it's crying uncontrollably because her dad yelled at her. She's she's tired too, and all these things happen. So the mom gets this kid ready to go back to school, but now the kid misses the bus. And so as the dad comes downstairs, the mom is pissed, right? And this upset her thing. So she's like, you know what? She just missed the bus. You take her to school. So now the dad is going to be taking this little girl to school. She's still sniffling. She's not talking anymore. It's a like totally silent car ride. And the car ride to school is in the opposite direction of where the dad needs to go. So the dad drives this little girl to school. She gets out, doesn't even kiss him goodbye. He turns around, he goes, you know, on his way to work. He gets all the way to work, barely makes it on time. And he realizes that he forgot his briefcase at home. 
And inside the briefcase is his wallet, it's the sales presentation, it's the notes, it's everything that he needed to get ready for the day. And now he doesn't have it. So now he gets into the sales presentation. He's like struggling, you know, to even get through it. He's got nothing. So it's 100% falling on his shoulders. He's got no visual props. And he only planned this so that it would be, you know, visual prop oriented, all these things. They lose the deal. His boss is pissed. Then he goes to buy lunch and he can't because he doesn't even have his wallet. So now he's like roaching through his desk. He finds, you know, some, you know, mint from like 10 years ago in a cellophane wrapper. That's his lunch. He gets all the way back home at the end of the day, walks through the door. The girl is there. The little girl is home. And now she's still hurt. The the wife is still hurt because he just kind of like, you know, brushed her aside to get out the door. He was mad that he had to take the daughter to school and blah, blah, like, you know how this happens. And it causes a, a terrible situation on the home front, right? And it all comes back to that one second on how that man chose to react or respond when he suddenly had that milk spilled on him. Okay, now you say, well, it was a big thing. You know what? It is a big thing. But the point of the matter here is that you always have a choice on how you're going to respond. Mistakes are always going to happen, right? Things are just going to happen. What if, what if, take a breath, that dad stood up and as he looked over at his daughter and you know, like her eyes were probably like giant, like Sasha, like she knew she was in major trouble. What if he just laughed and said, Oh my God, I can't go to work like this. <laughs> I'm going to go change. And that was it. And he just like diffused the emotionality of the situation. You know, maybe gave her a kiss on the head. You know, clean up your milk. We'll deal with this. I love you. I'll see you when you get home. It would have been business as usual. But what happened was because he's the leader of that household, he made a situation 20 times worse and it caused a cascade to run with him during the course of the rest of the day that not only affected him, it affected his workplace, it affected the profitability of his workplace, it affected the relationship with his boss, it also affected everything at home. It affected his relationship with his daughter, affected the relationship with the wife, just for that one second. And the fact that he got caught up in his feels and he reacted to the situation rather than responded to the situation. That can happen, right? That happens to each and every one of us. This is why it's important for you to have your power program in place. And when I coach with you, I remind you what your power program is. Now, I can't force you to adhere to it, all right? This becomes, again, your level of coachability, your level of teachability, your commitment to improving yourself to put yourself at that higher level so that you can you can remain very mission focused and you're able to navigate despite whatever people say to you whatever situation you find yourself in like it's really not a big deal anymore it's becoming a person of strength not a robot but a person of strength i'm going to give you one more one more example and this is going to be some hard coaching in the one aspect of it but it's honest to god something that has served me very well um, in navigating those situations where you know what Uh, somebody has to be the leader here okay this is what it looks like okay clear your mind this is going to be you've got your power program in place but this is what it comes down to 
right? This is like a flow chart. So here's the flow chart. This is how you get to choose if you're going to respond or you're going to react, okay? This is based on emergencies. Everything comes down to an emergency, all right? Here's what it is. Is anybody dying or bleeding out right now? Yes or no? No? Then it's not an emergency. <laughs> you got to laugh at it, right? I swear to God, that's what happens, in, at least in my head. Like, this is seriously not an emergency. So now I can stand there and I can listen. Where is this person in terms of their life, Right? This isn't like battlefield. This is this isn't this is normal everyday doings. Is anybody dying or bleeding out right now? No. Then this is not an emergency. Okay? Is anybody dying or bleeding out right now? Yes. Is it you? No. Then it's not your emergency. How's that? Okay, you want to talk about a strategy that's going to put you in a position of peace and power. Okay, how do those people who are able to do CPR on a a six week old baby while everybody else is having a freaking meltdown, how do they have that strength of character? It's almost like a separation of this is not my emergency. I am here. I'm the one. If I can't respond to the situation and make it better, I'm a liability here. That's the line in the sand. So wherever you are in terms of your leadership journey, whether you are the leader of your household, And single moms, this is you. You're the leader of your household. Maybe this is a new role for you, but guess what, sister? You have graduated overnight into new role. This is you. Just because anybody has a bad day, it doesn't give you permission to be an asshole. Dads, salespeople, people who are used to being in a man's club and you're used to just like, no, that's not what this is. Your own personal growth. We said this a couple podcasts ago, and I I give credit to John Maxwell for teaching this. Like, you're always the lid. Whatever your results are, you, your organization, the people that you lead, you will, they will never exceed your level of growth because you are the lid. You're 100% responsible for having a vision of where you're taking these people. Whether this is your family, you're the spiritual leader of your family, whether you are the founder of some organization, you're an entrepreneur, you're in charge of a team, you're in charge of a club, you are in charge of a department. At at some point or another, you are always in charge of other people. And everybody's going to be looking to you on how you navigate and negotiate your way through any given situation. It's very easy to allow yourself to drop down and get caught up, whether it's talking bad about people because it, it just makes you feel good and you get caught up, you know, what they call it, the water cooler. It's, it's gossip and it's trash. You don't have time for that. You've got to rise above. It's easy to, to you know, start yelling and screaming and, and getting caught up in all of that stuff. No, somebody's got to be the leader. You've got to rise above. And this is always going to challenge you because just when you think you've gotten to, you know, what's going to be a new level for you, then you have more challenges placed in front of you. So sorry, not sorry to be the one to tell you that this never stops. It's just like when you're working out. 
nothing ever gets easier. You just continue to get better because as you get stronger in the gym, then you always add more weight. So it's not like you you stop unless you choose to stop and you want to plateau there. But we're talking about your life. We're talking about how you continue to go and grow. And this does not always have financial backing. This is as much your personal growth as it is your professional growth. So at the end of the day, embody who you are. You are a leader. It's whether or not you choose to embrace that role and whether or not you choose to learn those skill sets on how to position yourself to be first a leader of yourself and then have that level of influence to lead the people to whom you've been assigned. Does that make sense? So I hope that that's been very valuable for you, you know, as you go out there into your day, you know, develop your own power plan. If you need assistance with that, please, this is what I do for a living. You can absolutely contact me. My direct email is Nicole, N-I-C-H-O-L-E at transformationgold.org. That's my email. So go ahead. We can work on a program for you. Uh, Please do follow on Instagram. You're going to have daily leadership pearls. You're going to have nutrition suggestions there for all these things to keep you congruent with your goals. So again, that's at figurechick911. Same thing up on YouTube. I have my own channel up there. It's got, you know, different coachings, different trainings. You're going to see stuff from when I was making my my gluten-free and allergen-free baking line in there as well. If that's a, you know value for you. All that jazz is in there. It's also figure chick 911. Okay. So let's make this an awesome day. Let's get out there. Carpe our damn diem. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.